we're talking about TV? Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. I'm I actually probably am not going to be able to talk the whole time. I'm looking at the clock because we've got church at 11. <laughs> I'm Sorry. To do, I'm trying to do a quick time conversion. <laughs> uh, it's 9.45 here. Okay. That was like two hours? So you got an... Well, we, can, we can make it a, a <laughs> short episode now that we're 37. <laughs> <laughs> like a down spiral shoot. Let's start talking. Okay. And uh, so, so TV? You good with TV? That's fine. That's good. Hello and welcome to Interface. My name is Ian Fuchs. With me for this fantastic episode 50 is Mr. Chase Musel. 5-0. 5-0 as uh, Andrew has decided that 50 is not the important number, 52 is. He did all the legwork, let's be honest. I just want to stand at the top of the mountain and proclaim our good works. So, 50! There it is. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> so, Chase, uh, we talked, mm, I think, like 48 episodes ago. <laughs> give, give or take. Give or take. And uh, I just wanted to do some... Uh, it's actually been 48 episodes since you've been on, for anybody keeping score. That's actually <laughs> also accurate. Uh, What's the show about? I don't remember. Uh, we talked many, 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 almost a year ago about television. And we had discussed how you were using uh, Sling TV That's right. as a, a television consumption option in addition yep. to your typical Netflix, Hulu... Stuff like that, and yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to check back in real quick and see how is Sling TV going for you? Yeah, so that that ended maybe it, by the time the episode aired, it, I may have canceled that service. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's good. So I felt a little bad about listening to it and going, ah, oh, this is no, no longer true. This is none of this is true. Um, yeah, Sling. So I've checked in with it actually about a month ago, and um, I haven't used it since then. The interface was st- they did a big update. The interface was still really bad, and. Um, I'm not entirely convinced that their service is, yeah, I don't think it's worth the money right now, right? Because still have Netflix, Hulu, and then Amazon, because who doesn't, I guess, uh, at this point with Amazon. If you're a Prime member, you have the great video option. Um, and then we've actually um, sort of started sidestepping TV content a little bit because we end up using Plex a lot more. Um, I mean, we've always used Plex for like our kids' movies, but now we're using it a lot more for like our other like purchase content that we back up and they just run locally. And it's, I don't know why it just feels like it just Plex runs really smooth and um, you can have other friends on your server or vice versa. So that's been a, as we've had more friends become engaged in the Plex community, that's been a thing. Sure. And um, so, so, but yeah, the, the big thing with Plex is that you, you acquire copies of videos, whether it's you buy the DVD and you rip it or mm-hmm. which is how it. I do all of mine. Yeah. Um, and you find it. <laughs> you find it. Whoa, a movie. <laughs> a wild movie up here. I was walking home and I found a I found a fresh copy of Reign of Fire. Matthew McConaughey is not happy. I don't know why that's top of mind. Um, yeah, so you, you find find it whatever however however you acquire a movie file and so you put it on your own home server, right? That's right. Whether it's uh, a local NAS or just on your, your computer's hard drive. And then your right. computer serves as an in home uh, kind of Netflixy type it's server a, where you can then stream right. whatever's on that computer via your home network to your TV with the the I, I don't say new because it's not new but in since Plex's inception they've added the ability for peer to peer sharing so right. if yeah. I have something in my library and we're friends 
you could stream what what I have onto your TV Correct. and hog up both of our networks. Um, That's right. Which, which is kind of it's kind of the the same idea as like I have a DVD and I let you borrow that DVD and now you can watch it, except yeah. that we can do it across the country almost instantaneously. Correct. And like like the limitations of the DVD where only one person could be watching it at once, only one copy can be playing, right? In this, if you are if we're streaming, if you're streaming for me or I'm streaming for you, although we both have good internet, right? For for all intents and purposes, yeah. um it can destroy your bandwidth. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Especially well there's also there's also the the layer of that where whatever the video file is, the computer that's acting as the server has to mm-hmm. do some Encode, decode, yeah, yeah. whatever, however that yep. works um, yep. in real time. So, so there is a certain amount of legwork on that machine. Um, so, most people that do, you know, Plex servers, especially if they're going to share with their friends, uh, have a, a decent either cloud server or, or a, a decent like box. gaming gaming box that they're using yeah. to actually run it, because then it can do some of that processing. But yeah, you're still you're doing a lot of upload and a lot of download over your home network. Uh, yep. To, to stream simultaneously or whatever. Yes. Um, um, anyway, so that seems to be a good option right now, but just because I have a few people that you know do use it, so we can we can share. And but it, like you have to be a little more conscious of it because because of the bandwidth issues. Yeah. Um, but Sling, like I still like the idea of Sling. I but and it feels like other people are sort of catching on because uh, PlayStation Now had been out when we talked about this, but we hadn't used it. I've since like. Glance, like looked a little harder at that and dorked around with it. Like that's a good service. It's it's like like Sling is missing a few like high profile providers or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you know, but it still like seems like a pretty good comprehensive offering overall. Sure. And then um, now that I'm and then the other new offering right is the is Google's package right with their with their TV foray which YouTube TV. Yeah, I'm not. I don't get why that's not packaged with YouTube Red. Like I don't understand why it's just not like a media platform, right? Because anyway, that's my own personal question. Like, why? Why not get it all up, right? Um, so, uh, so but, really, what but, this sorry, YouTube TV. Is, YouTube TV is a you, is a service where you can get actual TV channels. Oh my! Correct. <laughs> um, you get actual so, TV channels. Yeah. So, so what I've kind of gathered out of this, and this is this is both from my endeavors with um, with Sling TV. Uh, looking at Directv now, which is another op- offering that's that's come about recently, um, I have not looked at the PlayStation Now PS Now. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, yep, that's yeah. right. And then and then looking at YouTube right. TV, the the big thing with all of these is the main component of it is a way to watch live programming. Mm-hmm. Yes, akin yeah. to you know cable. Or, or broadcast TV, so it's on, so, right. Yeah. So whatever's on whatever channel, you can watch live, and yeah, like broadcast versus on demand or something. Like, is that the delineation? Right. You're, you're basically you're basically looking at like Netflix and Hulu kind of fulfill the on demand option for most people. Correct. So how do I watch something as it's happening? And where it's that be sports, yeah. Sorry. And where that yeah. becomes a huge thing is sports and like award shows, and yeah. and maybe like some politics stuff. Sure. Not much outside of that, or news just in general. Not much outside of that really needs to be live anymore, and I don't think people really care about live for, for most other stuff. Right. Like, right. I don't need to watch Food Network live or HGTV live because, let's be serious, Like, if I'm going to watch House Hunters, it doesn't matter what season <laughs> I'm in. I'm just going to binge like four seasons of it on a Saturday because <laughs> that's what happens. I'm so sometimes. glad that that's your Saturday. And, you know, it's what happens when you grow up. Um, 
but but the things that the things that people want live are are sports, are award shows, and right now the only ways to get those things, uh, or I guess prior to you know These YouTube TV yeah. was always get cable, get dish, get an antenna, right? One yeah. of those three options usually could fulfill your ability to watch live stuff without mm-hmm. you know some kind of questionably legal other means. Sure. Um, so Those so you work. so YouTube TV the big thing about YouTube TV that makes it kind of stand out to me compared to these others which is part of why I've signed up for the the one month trial at least ooh ooh, ooh. Um, is, is there an Apple TV app for it there's not um oh sorry the the big reason that I've signed up is because they have NBC ABC CBS Fox so um, they got the major networks like yeah. here in Chicago the Comcast Sportsnet is where they put a lot of the games that aren't sure. aren't on so the uh, um, like Blackhawks are frequently on Comcast Sportsnet. Um, the oh, issue yeah. being with sports, especially, is that there's all these weird blackout rules on what can and can't be watched over stream. And wow. so, like the the NFL, and with it, while I haven't experienced this yet, Verizon has exclusive streaming rights to Sunday Night Football. So. Oh, yeah. Even though I would have NBC on my uh, YouTube TV package on a Sunday night at 7.30 or 7.25 at kickoff, I would get a blackout warning on YouTube TV. Even though I'm watching live TV that says I cannot watch this streamed because Verizon has rights to that. So so the, uh, the issue right now that, that's happening, I think, with YouTube TV, aside from their, their app stuff, which I'll get into in a second... Uh-huh. <laughs> is is that there are still all these other rules about live TV outside of live TV that make these streaming things really really challenging, and and I think that that's right now that's the big reason that we're not seeing a larger emphasis and explosion of live TV content um, yeah. streamed, and 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 also why your cable networks tend to be much more willing to play ball. Because right now the only way you can watch those cable networks live is to have a cable subscription, but Food Network and E and Bravo and stuff like that don't have special deals with people on what you can or can't watch um, at a certain Correct. time because all of their content they just they they want as many people watching as possible. They're not driving huge traffic around these big events, right? No. Yeah. Um. So the like I said the 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 way you consume the TV right now seems to be the the big factor in in a lot of these things also where with YouTube TV for example the app only exists on iOS and on Android so the yep. only way to watch it on your television is either to you Chrome stick use use Chromecast and you can cast it to the Chromecast or yep. I assume and I have not tested this I assume I could airplay from my phone or my iPad to the to the Apple Uh-oh. TV but that's not oh, exactly yeah. the efficient solution or the elegant solution I want because now I'm I'm streaming Did down to my phone through my home network and then pushing it back up into my home network and then back down to another device. So you end up hogging up a bunch of your internal bandwidth just to push a show yeah. that should be able to come straight down and straight to the TV a la right. Netflix. Right. Um, whereas like Sling has a really nice uh, Apple... Well, I shouldn't say really nice. They have an Apple TV app. They there have it is. a... They have a, a desktop app 
they have, yep, they have you know, whatever. App. Like they have an app on yeah. on damn near anything. The interface is not great. Whereas no. YouTube TV's app is actually pretty decent. Um, it's just that it's it's not where I I want to watch TV. Which so this is the part that I kind of wanted to get into today. Is is are we just the wrong type of content consumers for the device things they're on? Are we missing the point? It, are people now preferring to consume content on their devices, not on their TV? Yeah. That's a good that's a good question. So I feel so I don't have um good numbers, which I wish I would have good numbers to say X number of people watch X hours of content on their mobile device or something like that or like right. how much I'd love to be able to know what the splits are for like how who and how much content is um, consumed per device type right um, anecdotally I know that people watch stuff on their iPad like I just have friends that have said that they do that right they watch it like I might they watch a Netflix show or something absolutely but that's I mean I hear people say that but in the homes that I go to so now you're you're talking like people like you right so like people who are our age and most of them have children like that is sort of like the, or have young children, that sort of thing. There's like no, um, there's very little content consumption on mobile devices. That's like, let's sit down and watch the movie. Let's sit down and watch the TV show. The devices are in play constantly for different uses, but not for movies or TV. Right. I feel like that's for us and for many of our like um, comparable friends, it's pretty much exclusively on whatever your main or like some people have a secondary like you know den setup or whatever yep. and that's and that's running a game console or roku or apple tv or something right so yeah i don't know i i mean i feel like the youtube not having youtube tv not having an app on um desktop solutions right so that's like consoles and roku's and apple tv's um the set top boxes them not having a solution for that is probably just time like i'm sure they'll come out with one yeah i don't know it's it's curious to me <clears throat> and part of the reason that i was was thinking about this as a, a coworker of mine had had mentioned how, like he looks at looks at his three daughters and how they consume TV yeah. and how they consume stuff and he said that like if the TV is on they're not watching it mm-hmm. because most of the time they're watching something on Netflix or Hulu or YouTube just regular mm-hmm. old YouTube and that it's mm-hmm. never about live TV and so mm-hmm. I, as as I thought about that I was like I guess that makes sense and uh, like most of what we consume is not on live TV. But when we're watching TV or watching video content, unless it's just something short that somebody has sent me or that I stumble up, you know, stumble across on Facebook or Twitter yeah. or whatever, we're watching it on the television. But I, I'm wondering now: is it are we just at the beginning of a transition away from most content being consumed on the TV? Like that, the TV now is a place to play games yeah. or to watch on-demand stuff. Yeah. occasionally as a group but that if you want to consume anything else you know that you're interested in personally that you're going to do that on on a mobile device whether it's an ipad or an iphone or yeah. your laptop and and like for me i've i've tried like especially now that i have this youtube tv thing is the last couple of days i've tried to watch something on my iphone or ipad through it just to see what the experience is like and yeah. and while it's nice like the other day i watched the flash because it mm-hmm. was it was the first thing I clicked it's on. on there, sure. 
And it, w- it was on there and it was available on demand. Yeah. So I watched an episode of that on my phone. And I was like, oh, this is actually not so bad watching a show on my phone. You know, I put in my AirPods, so I'm, I'm all wireless. I, it's it's mm-hmm. all convenient. And I could watch and not have to, like, you know, disrupt anybody else. Sure. But I was also watching it while laying in bed and not trying to wake, you know, CJ or the baby. And right. so it's like in that situation, it made perfect sense to watch it that way because how else do I consume video content? Got. Man, but, but at the same how, time, how are we like, going to get our TV when everybody's sleeping? I don't know. And, but at the same time, like, if if we go <laughs> to watch a show and we're all sitting in the living room, like, I'm not going to be like, all right, everybody grab your iPad. Yeah, like, I you're know. Put it on the same TV time to sync up, family. Right? <laughs> and and then and then thinking, especially with with a baby, like as she gets older and wants to watch Moana or whatever movie yeah. that the Disney movie that that is the thing at the time, yep. like we're not going to have her watching that on an iPad. I mean, like, so I, I think I've so seen I've seen kids <laughs> that are engrossed in the tablet watching a movie, and like it disgusts me. Like I, I I don't want that. I want to have a space where it's like you want to watch something, you sit down and yeah. watch it as part of the group. <clears throat> if you want to go and play games, you do that not on a device. Like the the, the iPad isn't a place that serves as the babysitter. Right. So so I have a lot of there's I have mixed feelings about that. So for. To be clear, I this is like getting into like parenting choices, but like in a brief tangent, right? But it's, it's true, right? This is a, there's a lot of parenting choices embedded in this, like a lot of them. Um, I we personally have the same exact sort of philosophy that you just described, where um, our TV is the place where we watch movies or play games. Um, the one like weird exception is sometimes you can somebody can play a game on the Wii U gamepad or the Switch, which right. is effectively like a mobile game, right? Um, while the TV's on, that doesn't really ever happen. Like in theory, I thought that would happen more. It doesn't really ever happen. Um, <clears throat> but if you want, if Aubrey wants to watch a movie or play a game, it's happening on the main TV, and then it like needs to be sort of. It's in very intentional then, right? Like because the TV is whatever is on, and then if the TV's not on, then we're, then it's no, honey, we're not going to do that right now. So um, w- we have used the tablet though. Um, it's in the car and then it's like in a pinch it works really well but like to be honest most of the time like i can like show you like in the pile on the floor as this is great t- radio but like down there there's a pile of tablets or whatever like old like old kindles that don't work in phones and stuff and they're not like they don't charged our stuff is just never charged so like it's pretty intentional when we want to use that stuff right although like ideally i'd love to be the dad that like has the charging bay and like everything's ready all the time like that seems really that satisfies a different type of, you know, right? it scratches a different itch of like satisfaction right. or organization. But um, all that good cable management in the back. Oh man, I love it. I would love to have a little dedicated space where everything's charged all the time and ready to go. But then they'd actually get used more. And right now, it's like that's actually it's kind of a nice having one TV in our house forces that stuff to go through the TV. Right. So you can't have a bunch of stuff running simultaneously. And then have all the tablets always being dead. Like it's a pretty big deterrent to using you them. Pick it up and you're like, oh, I guess I can't watch a show on this because it's dead again. Yeah, I know. So that's all we're getting to like it's, that's all sort of parenting philosophy. But I have seen um I have seen the you know, the kids who like do a lot of content consumption on their tablets. We've got family members who have kids that watch a lot of YouTube on their iPad, right? Or whatever. And we're getting to like surprise egg videos and we're not gonna talk about that again. But like like <laughs> that type of stuff, just sort of like unmoderated, like do what you want with it. It's sort of the babysitter mentality. It exists, and I think there's places for it, but people, it goes a little rampant. So, like, when we're getting this conversation of when do you need proper TV, which is what we're really talking about, like, when do you want, like, actual, like, premium content? I guess, can we call this premium content? Like, 
like the you know NBC, w- CBS, ABC, I, like anything that's like high production value that's not like a YouTube video or like a goofy YouTube video or like a goofy song or like you know what I mean. I, I like, would con- I would consider anything <coughs> that is that is TV quality, whether it's a Netflix original or something that aired right. on TV originally, as mm-hmm. being premium content. Yeah. Okay, so so if you're calling this like premium and non-premium, I see a lot of sub-premium content consumption, right? Of like just kind of trash that kids and people waste right. their time watching. And so, like, and to bring this back to like our larger, like, where do you watch stuff, and like, where is it, like, where's our landscape moving? Um, I feel like, and this is from my own personal data, um, but using some different monitoring tools, like, um, I have the one moment now on iPhone to try to track how much time I spend on my iPhone, right? Because I was, I was using whatever the more robust one was on PC for a while. Oh, we talked about this before, but whatever. Um, Rescue time, man. Yeah, rescue time. Thank you. I was using rescue time for a couple of years. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then now I've I'm like, and I'd been without it for a few months. And now I'm, I have moment on the iPhone since I switched because the iPhone doesn't have rescue time. Boo hiss. And moment is actually kind of trash um, relative to rescue time on Android and computer. But regardless, watching my own consumption habits, I feel like I'd, like more time than I'd ever want to admit was spent watching thirty second clips. Right, like all the sort of like funny video song goofy thing cute video like that stuff adds up like especially if i'm like if i consider that sarah and i watch like an hour of like you know a, a, a you know an adult show so if we were going to watch like the expanse or game of thrones or whatever right like we can watch an episode or two of that a night i still there's probably in a close there's an hour of that kind of crap that went through over the day and i was like i have to cut this stuff out so right. if you if you consider that we're actually watching a lot of content on our mobile devices but going to the TV feels like the premium choice, right? Like, okay, if I'm going to watch this nice show, I want to watch it on the better experience and have the better experience while doing it. Right. I don't know what that means for the future of content in general. Like, I guess people are like, if I'm spending a third of my time on trash, that makes me feel bad. <laughs> so I, I think the big question here is, and and this is maybe where it, it kind of, it's hard for us to speculate because we're not. Uh, but I think yeah. a lot of it is the age range that you're in. Like we grew up watching TV on a TV, yeah. So TV still feels like the place you go to watch TV, like the mm-hmm. the big screen on your wall or on your entertainment center, or whatever. Feels like the place you go to watch TV. That watching TV on your iPhone or your iPad, whether it's live or otherwise, is is a nice convenience, but it is not the primary means in which you would watch or consume that content. Right. And and the flip side of that is for a slightly younger generation where they've grown up and most of the the media they're consuming is on some type of smaller portable screen whether it's a 13 inch laptop a 10 inch ipad a five inch phone like that that a big screen for them is like 15 to 17 inches to watch a youtube video on and that they don't Mm -hmm. think of watching tv on the tv in the living room as being tv and i also think that if you look at that generation TV for them is less about the cable subscription content. It's not yeah. about the premium content. So, so at that point, TV is spending two, is yeah. two hours watching YouTube videos, whether they're all from one maker and it's all mm-hmm. surprise eggs, or if it's you know just watching God whatever your YouTube recommended list is and and mm-hmm. just crawling through that. And then you know obviously then you're feeding the machine and telling it you know about you and what you're interested in things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think that, that that's a really interesting like 
change in in the way the content works or or it's you know pulling up netflix and just letting netflix play and watching you know season after season of the office as opposed to watching um you know uh a deliberately watching an episode of a show and then going on and watching an episode of a different show and then watching whatever, you know, the new Star Wars movie. Like it feels less in, it feels it feels less intentional yeah, and more yes. and, and more low quality. More passive, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so it's then way, less intentional is a good way to say it, yeah. So so then it's like you start looking at some of these streaming services and it's like, well, so what do what do they offer that makes it compelling to the next generation and i guess they offer decent mobile apps they they offer on-demand content they offer like like so youtube tv one of the really clever things about it is that not only like if i search for um i don't know give me a show i search for american housewife and because if you haven't watched that it's hilarious you should watch it um (laughs) But I search for American Housewife, and it says, "Okay, we have you know the last three episodes, and then we can record yep. future episodes as they air on ABC." And then also, as I scroll down the list of search results, it's like we also found all of these YouTube videos that reference uh, American Housewife. So then they're digging into the YouTube ecosystem. So then they're yeah, blurring really that smart. line of what is TV. If you go to the YouTube TV app, TV is anything you can search for that's video content that's available here. And so yeah. it's more about what's available in a platform than it is about what is TV. So TV, yeah, that, in, instead of the cable subscription TV model, it is any video content that's available within this app. I think that's really smart. That's Google leveraging their the power of their existing library, right, right. to make their this. It, and it also differentiates um, YouTube TV from Sling or PlayStation Now or whatever, right? Because right. That thing is not something that's going to be built into any of those other packages, right? And so, that's so that's a, that's a thing that that I feel like, you know, kind of all on that same train. Apple released the TV app on iOS and on TVOS, and the mm-hmm. idea was it was supposed to integrate all of these yeah, TV yes. channel packages. So you could sign into CBS and ABC and NBC, right? And Search HBO across and stream through, right? And Hulu yeah. and everything, and they all fed into one app. And so the idea was supposed to be that you went one place and you could watch anything. But mm-hmm. then, like for for us as as people who grew up watching TV as TV happened, you know, mm-hmm. not everything on demand. That's the part of the ios version of tv that feels like it's missing is there's no way to watch live content so uh, if i want to watch the blackhawks or the cubs or the oscars or whatever you know mm-hmm. there's no way for me to watch that through those apps because there's no live tv component but i sure. so i open it up and i said it's like do you want to watch rogue one because you bought that recently do you want to watch grim because the last episode just aired recently do you want to continue watching um the office because you were watching that previously do you want to watch this other show or this other movie that are kind of similar to other shows or movies you've watched and i'm like that's great but you're you're forcing me to adopt this on-demand lifestyle versus letting me watch tv as tv happens i feel like that's so in theory we and i we said this i think a, like a year ago or whatever but um in theory, that's why Sling should be really good and any of these other services that have this hybrid model because Sling has all the live content, right? You can actually just see what's being on broadcast, like what's currently on broadcast mm-hmm. for those networks. However that works, I have no idea how the back end of that works. Um, but then they also were a like Hulu-esque repository of recent episodes. So right. 
you could see where something like that, like, oh, this is where we're all happy, right? You can hop to the channel and see what's on, but you could also like like dive into the channel and see what's on available for the on demand consumption, right. right? And and I think for for me, and and I think one of the things we got to with this was when something's on and something's live, you just feel compelled to watch whatever the live thing is. So right, yeah, for, for you, these, you talked yeah. about you know like you guys own Chamber of Secrets. You don't have to. You don't have to watch it on live TV. But when you go on to freeform, but it's on ABC and, and Family. Yeah. Right, and, and, <laughs> oh, freeform. And and you 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 turn the TV on, and that's the channel that was last on, and you see Chamber of Secrets. You're more compelled to continue watching that show. And so that's the and part that's like, kind of interesting to me is like <laughs> a, a show comes like you turn when you turn the TV on. If there's not content there, you're now forced to go find content and decide yeah. what to watch. And I think that's the big thing that's that's different now. Um, is that, that so many of these services don't give you just like passively give you TV that you can then watch or have on as right. background noise. Everything feels so much more intentional. And I think that there's a generation that likes that because they want to go and watch the thing they want to watch or pick the thing that's going to be yeah. in the background versus we're of the generation where it's like, I want to just turn the TV on and have TV be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm not going to watch Braveheart unless I stumble across it within the first 15 minutes on TBS or whatever. Right, and like that's, there, I, yeah, I, yeah. there are so many movies. There's so many things that... that yeah, it's I, all that. It's I, I would not have watched, but because it was just on TV, yep. I end up watching it and find out that I like it. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't know how this is... Yeah, obviously we don't know. I can't know how these things are going to shake out. But it is interesting to see how um, the consumption becomes more... It, I guess what we're saying is it feels like it becomes more intentional and it's becoming uh decidedly less premium as yes as as um people and kids get younger and this is specifically like a gen z thing right this is not like our kids i don't know what our kids are going to be like maybe they're gonna be gen z or something different like the next because i don't like who knows this is like wild speculation but like are the children of millennials different than gen z right like because because we're like instilling different habits and posting our own stuff but like see what our kids like as our babies like you know learn and grow and do this stuff versus kids who are in high school right now who have pretty weird content consumption habits like the kids who have high, like kids who are in high school right now like looking at their data it's weird people kids are weird <laughs> yeah so so we'll see it's it's an interesting interesting thing <laughs> to think about and see where where kids fall as as time passes but i know at least at least in the current form it feels like TV is becoming more about what's available that you can choose and less about what's on at the time. So Yeah, exactly. We'll see how it all plays out. But for now, you can find show notes for this week's episode at interface.fm slash 50. While you're there, feel free to subscribe. If you're not already subscribed, say, uh, <laughs> say hi to us on all of our social things. And uh, we'll be back next Monday and every Monday. Like clockwork. Um, so, so we're going to talk about how Ocarina of Time really holds up. That's right. So, <laughs> welcome to our 50th episode. We're going to talk about a game that neither Ian or Chase played extensively. So welcome. That That is kind of untrue did you play extensively ocarina of time yeah uh so 
<laughs> do you remember? Oh, probably not. Um, I don't remember how old I was. Do you remember who Carl is? Yeah, I do. His mom was our babysitter for a while. And I don't remember how old I would have been. But we used to go there and then we would walk over to... Was Washington the one on the north side of town? Yep. Yes, we would walk over to Washington and get on the bus at Washington and ride it to Icy. And so I remember he had an, a 64 and had gotten okra enough time. Mm-hmm. He also had Game Boys. So he was the person who had the Game Boy that I used to play Pokemon on. Mm-hmm. And I remember he got okra enough time and he also would buy the like the book, like the walkthrough book. Yeah. So whenever there was a problem, we would reference that. So I played probably 70% of Ocarina of Time because it was just it, like the moves were just a little too complicated for him. And he thought I was yeah. the coolest kid because I could play yeah, it. you play it. So right? he would yeah. sit and just watch me play. And yeah, I was so like, this is awesome. So I get to play it. So I played when I was younger. Yeah. And then I've revisited it a couple times since yeah. and still think it's just as good, which is also part of why yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I think it holds up okay because I've played games on Xbox One. I've played games on PS3 and yeah. whatever. Like right. I... I've played more modern, modern games, and yeah. I still think it's a pretty good game. Like, yes, 3D is not what it was. <laughs> like yeah, graphics, what notwithstanding, right? Right, but conceptually, it was really good. And yes, the the 64 had terrible controls. Nobody's arguing that. Like the controller was not ideal, yeah. right? And, and like, but even though it was, I think it was like the first cell that had Z targeting or whatever, and like even it was not the best like variation or whatever of Z targeting ever to have come out. It's like. It was way better than what we had, like, you know, with Link to the Past. (laughs) 